Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this Sunday, the first Sunday in Advent, is the Old Testament reading, Jeremiah chapter 23. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the rivers. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Such are the words of the first psalm that we have spoken together in this new church here. With these words, we confess the Christian faith that God is the one who created and who continues to preserve all things. Because he is the maker of all things, both visible and invisible, all things belong to him. The sun, the moon and stars, the land, the seas, the rivers, ourselves. Yet our God is not aloof or far away from us, but one who in every respect became as we are. He entered into his own creation to redeem it from its slavery to death and corruption and to be its true king. This psalm, Psalm 24, also confesses the incarnation with these words, Be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. This is our focus as we enter again into a new church here. Again, our Lord comes to dwell among us with his holy word and sacrament. Through these things, he gives us clean hands and pure hearts so that we may ascend his holy hill by grace. Especially this week, do we praise him as our true king. Unlike all the kings of the earth, Jesus alone rules with true justice and righteousness. He makes us dwell in peace and safety both here and in the life to come. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. As we heard, these words were delivered from God through the prophet Jeremiah. If we think that the state of the world we live in now is bad, we should take a step back about 2,600 years or so. Jeremiah prophesied during the end of the divided kingdom. For some time by his ministry, God's people were divided into the kingdom of Israel in the north and Judah in the south, where Jerusalem was. The northern kingdom was much more worldly than the southern one and had long since fallen to the bloodthirsty Assyrians. But by the time Jeremiah spoke these words before King Zedekiah, Babylon was on the rise. It had conquered Assyria and Egypt, and Judah seemed next. The king at the time... Zedekiah, who should have sought the Lord's help, 
instead looked for it anywhere else he could. Zedekiah was just another unfaithful king in a long line of them. There were some good ones, if you remember, a Josiah, for example. But overall, what started as a trickle with David turned into a downpour of unrighteousness. In the Bible, kings were meant to be as shepherds to their people. They were to look after them as a shepherd does his sheep, including in the spiritual sense. But the kings of Judah did not do this. Instead, they were selfish and arrogant. They worshipped idols, and they sacrificed their children to idols. They were adulterers and liars, and, and as the king... So also the people. The one people called by God to be holy was far from it. They were idolaters as well, gossips, cheats, murderers. And because of all this, there was no peace. There was no security. And King Zedekiah did very little, if any, to help. When you look at it this way, it seems that Jeremiah's time was not that different than our own. Then, as now, nations rise and they fall, they they fight and they bicker. Our leaders, or rather those who, who seem to be, turn anywhere but to the Lord. Especially in political seasons like this, the wheels of our country and, and of the world seem to be falling off. In this way, we are not so different from the people of Judah during Jeremiah's ministry. For them and for us, safety is a moving target. Peace is a thinly veiled contempt. And we tire of the world's tumult and distress. But in some ways, this is what we deserve. We deserve this chastisement of the Lord because our hearts also are the same as the people in Jeremiah's time. It's easy for us to look back at Scripture and and wag our heads at God's people, at their continual backsliding and sinful behavior, and we think that if we were in the same position, we would have behaved differently. Friends, we are in the same position. Our Lord dwells among us now just as he dwelt among them and perhaps maybe even a greater degree now that we have the written scriptures and the sacraments. St. Peter wrote that angels longed to look into the things that have been revealed to us in Christ, things like the incarnation and the resurrection. The fullness of time has dawned upon us in Christ. And how have we handled it? Like sinners. We squander the good things God gives us. We we put up outward shows of piety while in our hearts we lust and gossip. We make measurement of the important things in our lives and we say that the Lord is first. But our actions 
prove otherwise. And so the way that the world is, is what we deserve. In the midst of a sinful and crumbling world and people, the Lord sent a prophet, as he often does. These were God's words to his people. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. With these words, we hear the Lord's promise of a new king and a new way of the world. We hear of a true and righteous king who will make his people dwell in peace and safety. This king, my friends, is Jesus. He is the one raised up for David and us, the righteous branch and shoot of Jesse's stump. He reigns and deals wisely. He executes justice and righteousness in all the earth. We must confess that we are corrupt and deceitful sinners. God would be and is just to punish us. But Jesus shows God's justice in another way. By fulfilling the righteous requirements of the law in our place and dying also in our place to make satisfaction for our sins. He is the king, the maker of all that exists, and he entered into his own creation to redeem it, to save both you and me. When he died and rose, he put an end to death and brought us into the way of peace. This peace that he gives us is not like the world's peace. For we know that even when the waters roar and foam and the mountains be moved into the heart of the seas, we have a king and a kingdom that will not end. At the moment, it is being stored for us above until that time when all our enemies are beat down beneath his feet. And in this way, we have true peace and comfort even in this sinful world. For we have a true and a righteous king who dwells among us for our good and who reigns to our abundant blessing. Today, he is with us and he will remain with us throughout this new church year and all time. He is our righteousness and our peace, even Jesus Christ our Lord. In his name, amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.